0: Hi family, thank you for tuning in to what's going to be an extremely special conversation today in this week's episode of Live Your Best Life with, of course, Mila's Wright. And joining me today for today's conversation is a beautiful woman of God who is so hungry for Jesus, to know him, to know his heart to hear his voice more and more, and to lead other people into that very authentic place of deep, intimate connection with Jesus. She's from a profound family, in my opinion, a family in the kingdom who have touched lives all around the world, and she is going deeper still with Jesus in this season of her life. It's my absolute joy to welcome into the conversation with me today, Kelly Copeland. Kelly, Welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Liz. It's a great honor to be just with you, listening to you. Just you, just talk, and I'll just listen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I want to know your story, <laughs> but we'll do a little bit about. But it. you
1: have to talk too, because you're just. Um, I was just sitting here while you were praying earlier. I just thought, Lord, I'm open to hear what Liz comes out of her of you. So I feel like we can be more that way right now than ever just, I'm grateful to be here.
0: Oh, it's just, it's such a joy. And of course we have mutual friends. And so I just, I've heard so much about you. So it's amazing to actually meet you properly face to face, but I I've been reading your new book, which I know has really been birthed out of the season that you've been in and this deeper place and this simplification that the Lord's taking you through and just to really know him and to expect to hear his voice every time you come aside to be with him. And I just think it's what the Lord's doing. He's untangling us all all over the world, isn't he? From religion and wrong beliefs and striving to be perfect and be a good Christian and just taking us into the relationship that he obviously wants. And we are desperate for more of, I think. So, I mean, I know you guys out there who are watching the show and listening to the show have the same hunger. It's everywhere right now. So I wanted to start there with you, Kelly. Will you share with us some of your story that's led you to this point right, where you are now with the Lord? Because it's profound.
1: Well, I have loved the Lord my whole life. Yeah. So I think many of us in the past were at that place where we just like we, our relationship with the Lord is just it's awesome. It's wonderful. We love him. We know him. However we know him, there's more. And um, so what happened to me was I've actually uh, married young, got a divorce, married again, was married a long time and then uh, divorced um, when my husband left and then married again. And so the last time that last time, which that word again can really trip us up, you know, that word again can like, I'm this again, I'm fat again, my house is a mess again. So I had to get delivered even from those layers of things that had gone off track in my life, but all the way through, I've loved the Lord. I feel like wherever we are at, I'm so grateful. My parents are Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. And while some people may not like them or appreciate what they bring to the table, I learned, I'll tell you what I gained the word is true. Jesus is faithful. Um, whatever it says, if I will order my life that way, if I will believe him, if I will believe his words, I'll be healed. I'll be whole. I'll be set free all of the above. What we didn't do a lot of was in our area of our motions. And, you know, because in order to just believe the word, I, I believe that I, kind of set my emotions aside, which in the fight for life or death for your children, for instance, where I had two at death's door at different times, my emotions were not bothering me. <laughs> that was my superpower. I'm like, no, <laughs> I told the doctor, this is what the worst is. <laughs> and, um, you know, he raised them up. The, the My two daughters at that time, they're now, you know, in their thirties. and And so they were saved. Because I went with what the word said, and I just kept my eyes on that. Well, I think wherever we've come up with in the Lord is the bedrock for where He wants us to go. It's not everything. and as as I began to in the my last marriage, you know, not to get into all that, but it was a real, not just a heartbreak. It was very confusing. It was a very confusing. Uh, time for me with lots of words having been said to me about me that I had to wrangle with and get rid of or sort out. But what I found was those words that had been spoken to me or things done to me, they are never in and of themselves. They connect with something way back. You know, it's like the things that happen to us out here can only hurt us if they connect to something that's already a lie that Satan has planted in our heart. So I feel yeah. like we think we're first uh, John one nine, <laughs> we've been forgiven and cleansed. And the Lord just began to show me that while my spirit and uh, my slate is wiped clean, my heart isn't, my heart is in my soul, my mind, well, my will and my emotions still contain those things unless I took them to him. Mm-hmm. And just in that place, he began to cause me to be hungry. I began to worship him more. I began to have to worship him. And in that place of worship too, I think he was doing stuff in me. I didn't know he's Mm -hmm. aligning us when he's calling on us to worship. I, I think it's always interesting that the worshipers are out ahead of the body of Christ since the very beginning, The worshipers, if you look at what we're going through, the worshipers were singing about it for a couple of years. We went through COVID. Worshipers were writing songs about his breath. You know, you can see the worshipers aligning us, if we'll worship him, aligning us to be submitted. Because you're a worshiper, you're submitted. If you're submitted, he can get to you and he can work in you. So he began to show me things that were wrong. And I cry, it kind of started with um, Psalms 1912. You know, how can I know the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults, the Bible says. But when I read it, instead of being really in the natural, I should have thought fault, it's your fault. This is you. This is your fault. <laughs> but when I read that scripture that day, and honestly, just to be transparent, I think it was on Instagram. I was just, going, and that scripture popped out at me and I, it was like Jesus read it to me. But I heard it like weak places, like San Andreas Fault, like these hidden weak places. And it struck me like that. And it's and that scripture says, cleanse me from these things so that I might not sin great sin against God. So the thing that we do out here is connected to those things weaknesses, which are, I believe, places where the enemy has planted a lie. Like for me, it was abandonment. So I had that lie working in me. I didn't even know it. And it was from Mm. when I was three years old, the Lord showed me, took about six months. He showed me a car wreck we were in. Nobody did anything wrong to me. Nobody abandoned me, abused me, or was ugly to me. But my dad put me in a car after this shocking wreck that nearly killed us all. And then he turned around to go back to the car. And the Lord had to show me that in my little heart, three-year-old heart, I had that planted that he was leaving me. And that affected Uh me. I mean, I'm 59. And that affected me until just, you know, 2017, 16, 17. Can can you believe that? Like. Uh like that and so he began untangle you talked about he's Mm -hmm. unwinding us he's untangling Mm -hmm. all that stuff so we can see it because we got to cooperate with him to get it out so that all that to say he began just I just got so hungry and he began to correct me and I said I think there's something wrong with my soul I'm crying out to the Lord like and I felt this pleasure in him that I finally could see there was something wrong with me. <laughs> 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 so he just started talking to me and he, I I got really hungry to get up every morning and spend time with him. And I just never been able to be consistent about that. And, um, or I never had, I'm sure I was able, but I never had been. And I wanted to, but I guess not enough. But he, I started setting the clock. This is so wimpy. Okay. I know it's a wimpy way to meet Jesus, but I really think that part of my message is it's not us that has to be strong. Right, right. you know what we have, he'll take it. Yeah. Maybe it's pain. Maybe it's, you know, something you desire or something in your body or a hurt or a marriage or a relationship or your kids or you feel like you've loved the Lord all this time and your kids are just made a shift and they're not serving him anymore. All of those places are doorways of weakness that we could open. So I said to him, I said, Okay, Lord, I'm setting my clock for uh whatever, six o'clock, whatever time I needed to get up. And I said, But you can wake me up earlier if you want to. And I did that for about two weeks. And he started waking me up.
0: Wow, did he? I mean,
1: mm. he got me going and I, I've, I've written this book. Really, it's me. I can't even say I wrote it. It really, it's written really by Jesus and whoever buys it will write. And that's what happened to me. I started hearing from him and I'd write down what he said, but somewhere in the middle of all of that, I started writing down what my thoughts were too. And it became a conversation. Yeah, I think it caused me looking back on it to realize I had talked to Jesus and he had talked to me, but we had not had conversation. And when yeah. I saw how simple it was and I saw how much that's what he wants to enter in my heart and converse with me about me, about he's talked to me about me. He's talked to me about the world. He's talked to me about strategy. He's talked to me about my loved ones. He's talked to me about himself this morning. He's telling me, his desires. What his? I said, what do you want? He started talking to me about his desire. You know what I loved? He said, "I am so excited about today because I've. I mean, he's waited for this so long for people yeah. to for people to talk yeah. to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the. In I love the book. I love it because it's an activational, isn't it? It's beautiful, like you said. You literally. There's a flow from his heart through you onto the pages, and then there's space there and the ability to just engage into conversation with him through the, as you read through the book, it's beautiful and it's so simple. And some of the scriptures that you share and the perspective from your life experience, what you've discovered to be true in the word, you're not just preaching theology, you're speaking experientially through the word, through your experience, and you can feel the weight. You can feel the difference, you know. And I, I love it, and what you've found to be true, you know, in how you hear the Lord, and 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 there, there are some profound scriptures that activate fresh faith in you. It's like, oh yeah, like you know that it, it's it's really profound. It's really encouraging to read it. There's what I just want to read a quote. Actually, there was something that you said in it. Let me just read this because it was just beautiful. You say it's so liberating. So just get this, guys. Our perfection is not required to sit at the table with Jesus. Instead, our perfection is acquired while we are seated at the table with Jesus. And I just thought, oh yeah, that is so liberating, especially for those of us that have struggled with trying to, with our perfection you know mm-hmm. trying to get ourselves all together to then to you know polish ourselves up to then go and have time with jesus which is the wrong way round isn't it it's and i tough. love that like because you you're saying you went in there with all your pain and all these beliefs that were surfacing that had you'd struggled with you know and obviously that one you just shared from when you were a little girl a tiny little girl you know there was it was there underneath um that abandonment the fear of abandonment and so yeah so i just i wanted to ask you what has Jesus shown you is the way out from that struggle of trying to be perfect to go and be with him to actually just coming in (laughs) to, and, you know, and finding that you are actually being perfected. Like you said, you're attaining perfection in his presence. So what would you say is the way out for people who are like, oh yeah, I know that I'm in that religious striving exhaustion?
1: Well, I think a couple, first of all, it was kind of a progression of things that hit me one, one day I was just like talking to him and it hit me. And I said it out loud, you're my human. And I I don't know, even right now. And I just said that I just felt the spirit of God on those, on those words. And he's my, he's my human. So I I had a lot of the time done a lot of talking to the Holy Spirit, you know, like if I've missed my keys, I would ask the Holy Spirit. And, and I think we've been through such a wonderful renewal the last several hundred years of the Holy Spirit and to have a relationship or um, an accompaniment in our life of the Holy Spirit. And I'm Please, anything I say, I'm not saying any of that's wrong. I don't believe that's wrong, but there, are in, um, I can't remember the verse either, but in uh, Revelation, it says that our fellowship is with the father and the son. And that struck me. And maybe it's because in the book of, in the times of Revelation, that Revelation is talking about, which I believe that we're smack dab right in it. In the book yeah. of Revelation, we are living it out right now. I know. I used to think that was a book about the Antichrist, and I'm like, I didn't read it a lot. But that book says, "If you'll be blessed, if you read it, number one." And I think num- the reason you'll be blessed is because it is a book of the revelation of Jesus.
0: Yeah,
1: and yeah, it's hundred like, percent. I, I I don't think the wrappers or the covers have come off of it until just recently for us to even see so deeply into that book or what Jesus was saying in it, but he started talking to me, and this is some of the things that I had never heard before, and I kept asking the Lord, why are you talking to me about this? <laughs> tell my dad. He's got a microphone and a show, and lots of people care what he thinks. So tell him. I kept saying stuff like that. Tell him. <laughs> tell this person. Why are you telling me? <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm not going to serve you well with this information. It was kind of the way I felt. <laughs> And he God, night, by the way. Huh? <laughs> I said, God, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, one night I was just, it was three weeks of that. And he one night couldn't sleep. I didn't feel like he was angry with me. I just couldn't sleep. And finally I just said, Lord, did you want to talk to me about three in the morning. He said, yes. <laughs> he always is so kind and sweet to me that that very abrupt yes kind of shocked me. So I got up, I came in here and he said, if you don't stop that, he said, stop. You notice that you, you sit down with me in the morning. Now you really aren't expecting to hear as much as you used to. And our times have not been free. He said, stop questioning what I'm saying to you, because he said, if you do, I can't use you in the way I want it to. And I stopped that I stopped doing that, and I started this flood of strategy started hitting me. And one of the big things I got from the Lord that kind of concerned me about my own ability to hear him was that we have a double portion of the spirit right now in these days, that it felt like that Jesus had stood up and come here to burn with fire, to burn in our heart, to walk so closely the way he did with the disciples, to walk so closely with us. And before you just shut this thought down, people, just let me finish, okay? Because I'm with you on the shutting it down thing because it wasn't what I had heard. But I believe we're stepping into a new day. So there's gonna be some new things we see in the scripture that we hadn't thought of before. Because it's a, we're stepping, and surely as the disciples were shifting from being, in that order, into the church, into the ecclesia, into wherever wherever Jesus spent forty days telling them, appearing to them. Acts one says forty days talking to them about what life would look like. In essence, as surely as that shift was happening, I felt like this shift is happening into the kingdom, where we look different. The church looked different. Life is well, life with Jesus looks different. It's just. The old is passing away and the new is coming. Yeah. So I think um, now I hear a lot of people say things like that, but this thing about Jesus was, you know, when Malachi, it talks about being in the oven, talks about his, you know, him burning things. Uh, and I think about all the things he's burned out of me, you know, in the last several years, Those things are called flammable things like bitterness and things like that. He talks about the splinter, the beam, the sycamine tree. Uh, There's a place where it talks about thorns. Um, There's so many uh, wood, hay, stubble. These are all flammable stuff. He compares bitterness, unforgiveness, all that to this flammable stuff. And so he's here to point things out to as surely as he walked through the sacrifice, I believe when Abraham made that sacrifice, God Mm. walked through that animal, they split it and the entities making a covenant walk through. My dad talked on the blood covenant. If you've never heard him, I mean, that will enlighten you on some things, maybe people haven't been aware of, but I grew up with that. So he walked through that sacrifice and, and I began to see my own heart my soul, my mind, will, and emotions as I could split it. And he would walk with his heavy feet of judgment and fire, not hard judgment, good judgment,
0: Mm -hmm. good life. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. The way he said in revelation that he would come in, he's knocking. That's been a scripture we use on sinners, but it's really to the church. And he came mm-hmm. to each church, and he said, in essence, he's saying, "I like this at the like at a table." He said, "I like this. I put this in you, but not that. I don't like that. Let's you need to get rid of that. Let's get rid of it." And then in um, Song of Songs, he says, talks about the foxes spoiling the vine or the connection. He says, "We'll do this together." Mm-hmm. So I, I just got all that download of who he wants to be to me right now. And I began to realize really the Holy Spirit in this day, I believe that Jesus is talking to us very clearly if we'll let him and the Holy Spirit is confirming his presence, his word. So it's like the father and the son and the Holy Spirit are coming into place for us to be able to come into place. I don't know if that answered that Um, question.
0: It's profound. I mean, there's about 20 different things I wanted to talk to you about, like when we're talking then like, oh, I want to go there and I want to go there. but it's profound. it is it's his it is a different day, isn't it? And this um, I think anything that isn't who we are in Christ that isn't within the nature of Christ, our divine nature that's now within us because of Holy Spirit's presence within us, everything that doesn't belong in our eternal future as the wife of the lamb. I believe is being, like you said, burned away by the passion, the fiery passion of his love that comes to us through his presence. And it's and I I one of the things I've noticed that is changing in me is I've come to a place where I find unbelief illogical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and faith is just become more consistent inside me. Obviously, it's the supernatural faith of Jesus, but living by faith is the normal Christian life. And by the grace of Holy Spirit, I'm realizing that's consistent in me more than it ever has been. And so I'm leaning into him. You know, like it says in Song of Solomon 8, where the Shulamite comes out of the wilderness leaning. She's learnt the wisdom of leaning Mm -hmm. and just living by faith, trusting in him, leaning into his strength with greater perspective of his sovereignty. And I do think like what you've been walking through, what many of us have been walking through is this being purified by his love, the 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 word of God opening up to us. I agree with you. I think we are in the book of Revelation. It's very clear. We are being there's like a an acceleration of the preparation of the bride that's underway, where. For me, I, I've never known a hunger for his presence like it. I know you're like that. There's many people, that I, other leaders I've been speaking to, many of us in the body, there's just an unprecedented hunger to know him and it, for our walk to be authentic, you know, and to to live by faith, not by sight, to live in aligned, like you said, in our inside, aligned into our original design, into living from the strength of union, you know, the simplicity and the profoundness of that. And everything that isn't that is being removed. Everything that hinders love is being burned up and removed. And I love how you describe the emotional states and the attitudes of heart and mind, like bitterness and so on, that they're flammable. (laughs) I think that's profound. (laughs) It's such a visual picture of truth, isn't it? Like anything that isn't him, is going in the fire, because it doesn't belong. And it's not this harsh judgment that many people have understood. It's judgment that like you said unto life. It's unto life. He's bringing us forth, isn't he? Perfected in his presence, washed by his word, filled with his spirit, and our hearts are being ignited. And that's one of the things that comes through in your book is your love for him. They're above everything. He's your everything, isn't he? just everything i wanted to ask you um can you share with us like something that's happened to you that as a result of this next level that you're in now of walking by faith where you've had to we don't have very long left but i just would love to ask you that if you could just share with us something that's happened to you where you've this has all become the truth for you
1: you know the the word's but quickly Adam and Eve, when Eve chose Satan's voice she opened up a river inside of us where there had been one voice now we have two so we choose we're in constant state of choosing what god's saying or choosing what the enemy's saying not out here but from in here so yeah. one day and i had been told i was incapable you're incapable of this you're incapable of that incapable incapable and i didn't even realize how much that lie had taken root in me until I, one day I was sitting with the Lord and he was telling me who I was, you're this and this. And he said, and he said, you're capable. And when he said it, I burst into tears because mm-hmm. when the truth can see, these are rhema words when he speaks to you and mm-hmm. faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema, we can read the Bible all day long. If it doesn't return into us as rhema him speaking inside, because when he speaks, it just resounds through our whole body and it just chases out the lie. And when it exposes, we can do the process that he said. So I did that that day. I'm like, I saw what I had taken as a lie as you're incapable. So I said, God, Jesus, I see that. I see you, you lie that I'm incapable. So I pluck you up, I cast you into the sea, And I plant the truth. I am capable. And as far down as that lie was, now that truth is there. I did that same process with the abandonment. And I after I cast out, because that's our part, you see it. He wants us to see it. And then he said, if you'll cast it out, I can kill it. And that abandonment that had affected my life for my whole life, the behaviors of abandonment repeating yourself, not feeling heard, blah, blah, blah. All those just kind of ceased. It didn't take long for the habits of abandonment to stop. They were habits, but the behavior that was coming from my heart telling me I was abandoned, creating my responses to people and things, it just died. Because when I cast it out, he killed it with this fire. I cast it out into the sea. I cast it out into the sea of fire. It's actually the way I say it. And then planted the truth. So now the truth is going and he will keep talking to you, not just give you one word of faith over something, but faith comes by hearing and hearing. So he will keep develop. He's the author and the developer. He'll just keep developing that word in you, repeating it if he needs to and showing you other things. And that is how my insides have just become so quiet.
0: And when trouble
1: comes or something comes from out here, I get a very much more clear word from inside about who I am that pushes that away. It's not, I'm not connecting with things the way I used to.
0: It's just profound. I think you've just shared a massive key. It's, it's what we know, but we have to keep these truths in front of us. Don't we like, oh my gosh. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jesus, for the truth that sets us free. It's what you said. It's it's when the word becomes rhema, when the spirit of God takes that word, his word, and breathes it into your heart and it ignites transformational life because it's the truth that sets us free. But it's the truth that we, re- we receive, isn't it, under the power of his spirit that sets us free and you, and you've experienced the transformation that comes from it. I mean, just, isn't that amazing? I have
1: one more thought for people because I think this sure. is critical. Yeah. Here's what we need to know in this season. He is our shepherd. Yeah. Shepherd's talk. There's no way to be a shepherd without using your voice. There's no way to be a shepherd without, you- and he said, oh, it's my sheep, know my voice. So being a sheep is kind of key. But what I began to realize is I can get a rhema anytime I want to. And all I have to do is ask him a question. What is that? I just felt jealousy. All right, Lord, what is that? I just felt anger. All right. What is that? What lie am I believing? Well, then what's the truth about that? You know, just connecting with him and asking him questions. You get a rhema. If he says something to you, it's a rhema and it, it, it dispels fear, his words dispelled doubt, and they create a connection in our mind or our and our will and our motion that unites us with how he thinks and he feels, so yeah. I feel like that's important to know. We can get one anytime we want.
0: Yeah, just, it's the truth. It's the truth, isn't it? It gives we have divine perspective, and it enters into our heart. We see ourselves through the eyes of his heart, and it just changes everything. Changes everything. It's the only opinion that matters in the end, really, isn't it? <laughs> it's <this> nice. <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. Oh my gosh, I want to keep talking. I want to keep talking. Well, guys, if where can where can people get hold of you and your book and everything that you're doing right now?
1: Well, they can order my book on Amazon or people have them, they have them at like bookstores and stuff, but also at kellycopeland.com. They can connect to me, um, order the book there. I'm doing a book club you know, for the rest of this month and we'll see where that goes after that. But and then I also have a show um called Kelly where we do conversations with people. I'd love to have you on. So Oh, I'd love it. That's on the Victory okay. channel. Yeah. Yeah. We- love.
0: yeah. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk more about Jesus. I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Oh, Kelly, thank you for giving us your precious time. It's so amazing talking with you and thank you. You're an inspiration, especially for people who've got really tired and been under huge pressure in life. You know, the fact that in it all, Jesus just takes us deeper, doesn't he? If we'll just give him time, just Just literally sit with him.
1: (laughs) What did you say? Sorry. Stop adulting, stop being in charge and just sit. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Stop adulting with God. Just literally be the child again.
0: (laughs) Love it. Thank you so much. And guys, thank you for giving us your precious time today as well. And we pray that you have the most amazing week. And if there's anything in your heart that is contrary to the Lord's perspective regarding who you are and your value and your your value to him. We agree that it will be uprooted this week and replaced with truth. So have the most amazing week and I look forward to being with you again next week. God bless. If you really enjoyed today's show and you want to go deeper with Jesus and experience his love and his presence more than you ever have, then I have a present for you, a free gift. If you want to jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and just click on and sign up, then you will receive one of my teaching videos that I have created especially for you that will not only give you a few keys just very very quickly that you can uh, utilize in your daily walk with the Lord um, but also I'm going to take you there as well so it's an activation so yeah so jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and you are going to be so blessed.